0: girl. Have you ever started eating one cookie and then can't seem to stop that steady craving of sugar the rest of the day or maybe even the rest of the week? Do you keep it out of your house for fear that you're just going to eat it all until it's gone? Well, I used to live like this. And today I want to share with you four steps to overcome that feeling that you are addicted to sugar. So stick with me and let's dive in. Welcome to the podcast, She Breaks Free. I'm Tara Josie, a wife, mom, fitness professional, and recovered obsessor of diet and exercise. If you're ready to finally break free from what you're supposed to do and find out what's best for you, gain solutions on the diet that works for your body, and learn fitness strategies to change your health, this podcast was made for you. As always, you can find out more or connect with me in our Facebook group, She Breaks Free. Okay, it's time to put your big girl pants on, lay that cookie down, let's get into today's show. So I think this topic is a real struggle for a lot of people, uh, women in particular, that this idea that they're addicted to sugar um, can seem very real. And for those of us with a sweet tooth, this is a battle that really can seem like it's never ending. Sugar is all around us. It's just about in everything that we eat, unless we're really particular about just eating whole foods. Sugar really is in so many things, um, and we really can't get, get away from it. You know, there's candy aisles everywhere. There's there's sweets. There's baked goods. Every grocery store you go into, you, you feel like you're, you know, every around every corner, it's right in front of you. So I think it's important that we talk about this and really uh, that it, how, why does it have so much control over us? why do we feel like we've got this addictiveness to sugar and you know what are some steps that we can overcome this so you know thinking back personally you know i struggled with this for so long i really felt like i could not overcome this sugar addiction this like real control over the fact that i just felt like i had to have it all the time and you know i would i would go to the mall and i'd go to this candy store that you know, was bulk candy. And I still do do that sometimes with my, with my child. Um, but in a much better place and with a much better view of it. And, you know, I would get, you know, what a pound or two pounds of sour gummy candy. Love it. It's like one of my go-tos. And I would literally eat that bag probably within 24 hours. And I'd want to go back and get more like the next day. This, this type of behavior, this type of like routine and habit, it felt like it was never ending. And then, then I'd I'd, I'd also pair that up with, with cookie dough. I would make cookie dough. I mean, probably twice, twice a week, depending on the week could be three times. And I, I just felt like I could not break free from the hold that sugar had on me. And over the last several years, just really discovered that there's so much more to it than just this idea that I'm addicted, like it's a drug and I'm addicted. And once I learned some things about myself, about what I need to fuel my body with and where do cravings come from, I was better able to make decisions And able to walk away and not eat the whole bag of candy in one day or two days or even three days. You know, now candy sits in my house for weeks on end and sometimes I'm throwing it out and I never would have thought I would have gotten to that point. And so I want to share with you four steps today that can help you overcome your sugar addiction. The first one I want to to talk about is are you feeding yourself enough calories? Your calories per day. And the type of food that you're eating can certainly impact the cravings that you have, the, the idea of always wanting something to fill, to, 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 to fill that void of not having enough to, to fill your belly, to fill yourself. And so, you know, making sure that every meal you're getting a good dose of protein, that you're getting 20 to 30 grams of protein at every meal. So that that helps fill you, that helps keep you satiated, keeps you fuller much longer and um, can help on the long-term reduce the cravings. Making sure that you're getting those whole foods, the vegetables, shopping in the produce section, making good salads, finding out ways to make those, um, you know, stir fry vegetables or however you best like, roasted vegetables, you know, making those so that they taste good to you using good seasonings. And making those taste good so that you're really that you end up craving those things. We tend, tend to crave the things that we feed our body. So, making sure you hit those two things. The third one is making sure that you're getting enough food per day. As I've stated before, restriction or deprivation of something will always lead to a binge. And so, when it comes to sugar, if we're trying to cut it out completely, realistically the chances are that's not going to happen cuz it's going to it's all around us right and so in our minds we might think that the c- control that it has over us is if i start on it i will never stop and that's what i thought that's what i believed and that's what i told myself in my mind and the reality is once i started doing these other things that actually shifted and changed and so did my mindset and so really that deprivation being super mindful of, am I trying to cut it out of my diet completely because I'm just scared to death? I'm going to eat it constantly. That's going to lead to a binge. It doesn't, does it, it could be tomorrow. It could be next week. It could be next month. It doesn't matter when, but it will come. And then all the other things come with that, right? The second step is, are you feeding yourself emotionally and spiritually? And this is something for me, that was revealed to me long ago in my journey with food that I was looking to fill those empty places. I was looking to fill, you know, in times of feeling lonely, in times of feeling stressed, in times of feeling bored, that typically we're reaching for those sugary things that <laughs> send a signal to our brain, right? Our brain knows what sugar is, and it's a feel good. Well, that feel good only lasts for a certain period, right? And then we hit the crash, we take a nap, whatever it is, or we want to take a nap. And so emotionally and spiritually making sure that you're being taken care of is huge. Uh, You know, the first question is, do you have a quiet time daily? You know, are you spending time with God on a daily basis, whether that's five minutes or 10 minutes or 15 minutes, a dedicated time where you can either journal your thoughts, journal your prayers pray to him, ask him for help, get seeking guidance and getting, getting a couple minutes in his word, getting some truth about who you are in Christ into your heart and into your mind so that you are filled with the truth of, of who you are and and what God wants for you in your life. And that quiet time is pretty crucial to kind of setting the tone for the day, being able to fill yourself spiritually. And the, the other part of that is, are you getting truth in your mind, you know, the emotional and spiritual, you know, can certainly go hand in hand. But sometimes when we are scrolling on social media, the social media is not really telling us the truth, right? I mean, we all have friends that like to put things up there that are truly sharing their life, right? They're sharing their family, they're sharing their children, which is wonderful. But then then there's people that you follow that might just be sharing all the highlights of their life that, that just looks like this picture perfect world, whether they're taking vacations on a regular basis and you feel like, Oh my gosh, I can't, I, I would never be able to do that. Or they're sharing their, their fitness, fitness wins. And you're seeing, you know, a transformation that they've had and, you know, all these things playing into our thoughts and our mind, and that, that plays into who we think we are because we're comparing ourselves. whether you think you are intentionally or not, it gets in there. I have a confession to make. I was a, I would say a not, not I wouldn't say addicted, but there was a period of time where I was watching the Real Housewives of whatever, fill in the blank, Real House, there's just like so many of them, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. This was like my, my vice here. Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, Real Housewives of Orange County. And I got to a point where I was so sick of watching that because of what it was doing to me internally. Like I was really convicted and aware that this is just complete trash to me. I'm feeding myself with something that's not making me grow and get better. It's actually making me feel worse about myself. And so you have to determine what is going to emotionally feed you, getting the truth in you and finding things that are, that are going to put you in a place where you're having growth in your life, not feeling as though you're spinning your wheels. Are you spending too much time on social media? Check yourself and evaluate that and maybe you can flip that and spend a little bit more time with God in the mornings or whenever that time frame looks for you. And a little less time on social media, because the truth is really what's going to change you, not social media, right? Step three, evaluate your habits and ask yourself if you really need it. This is a hard one because we get so into our head um, about, we're, we're so dead set on it, right? We, we, we get fixated on something and it's very difficult for us to pause and take a step back and think for a moment before we engage in that behavior. Sometimes it's just like brain shut down. I'm going for it. I don't care. I've been thinking about this all day and I'm going to have it. The first first point here is that it really does sometimes come down to ha- having a ritual in your schedule. Um, maybe, for example, you know, I, I do like to have something just a little bit of sweet something after dinner or or even sometimes even after lunch just a, just a bite of something sweet maybe that's a piece of dark chocolate and i will but i don't eat the whole bar previous life several years ago i would have eaten the whole bar cuz i just wanted to fill 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 for whatever reason but finding that there could be rituals in your life example after dinner maybe you sit down and you and you have time uh whether it's to yourself or you know, with your spouse, that you're watching TV, and you always eat ice cream every single night. That's just a habit. That's just a ritual that you always do. And you kind of tie that time in with, you know, you tie that behavior in with what you're doing. And sometimes that ritual can really be something that we not we just do it because it's routine. And we don't think about the impact that it's having on us. Um, and our future choices you know, in nutrition and our next meal and those kinds of things. And so having those sweets habitually could be something to evaluate if that's part of your daily routine. Check in with yourself in terms of your hunger, energy, and cravings. We call it HEC, H-E-C, hunger, energy, and cravings. At any point in the day, are how hungry am I? Am I hungry? Well, if on a scale of one to 10, I'm about a four, I could probably eat in another hour, hour and a half. Well, do you have a healthy plan in place? Are you going to be in a place where you're not going to be able to get anything healthy? Or can you have a, a quick, healthy plan in place? What are your energy levels? Are you, do you hit that mid-afternoon slump? If you're hitting that mid-afternoon slump and you have no energy you're, you're so tired, well, do some investigation. Why are you so tired? Did you sleep the night before? Have you just finish a huge meal and your body's ready to take a nap because you just went out to lunch and you are overstuffed and you just want to take a nap. These type of questions to yourself is going to help you evaluate and find the data that you need to help figure out what the reason is behind the why. Cravings. What are my cravings like today? Why am I craving this? you know, asking those questions. Have I had protein and fiber at every meal? Have I, have I felt good about what I've been eating all day? Why are these cravings coming? It's important for you to, again, look back and see what it is you've been doing leading up to the craving. Practice mindfulness and identify if you're ready for the sugar when you're stressed or emotionally charged. I mean, if you're, if you're bored, if you are, you know, feeling that stress Of work or whatever. And you're like, all I want to do right now is go get some chocolate. All I want to do right now is go get a huge blizzard from Dairy Queen, whatever it might be for you. In that moment, all your brain is thinking is that, but if you can pause and have some mindfulness around that and say, okay, why am I feeling like I need to have this right now? What's going on? Is there something else I can do? What other behavior can I do to distract from that? And in another two hours, if I still feel like I need to have a blizzard, then maybe you go get a small blizzard. Don't, don't destroy your goals. Go have a little, go have a small mini. They sell many ones. You don't have to have a large one, you know, pick, pick your nutrition battles, figure out what it is that you need and be mindful in those choices. Don't just do it mindlessly. And lastly, Well, before I get to step four, let's back up just a second, because sleep is a huge factor in cravings. And most of us moms, sleep is something that can easily be compromised because of the list of things that you've got to do, whether that's working, uh, taking care of the home, making sure your children are taken care of, making sure your spouse is taken care of, or just the management of the day to day sleep sometimes is the last thing that you prioritize. And if you're having a lot of cravings and you haven't slept, this is why. So reevaluate how you can change that sleep habit, that sleep pattern. It needs to be some, some of us are only getting about five hours a night, some six, really seven to eight hours a night. And once you start doing this, you're going to really feel a difference because our bodies have got to have that rest in order for us to function and have the, have the mind and the, and the body's not going to be craving what it's craving now when, when it's getting sufficient rest. And so I challenge you to evaluate what that sleep schedule looks like so that you can begin to make small changes to begin to get more sleep into your life. All right, last step, give yourself some grace. We're so judgmental of ourselves, right? I lived this for so long. Just the shame and the judgment and the I can't believe I did this. I'm I'm so awful because I did XYZ. And, you know, some people just go cold turkey, right? I'm not going to do any more sugar for the rest of my life. You know, I'm done with sugar. I'm going to go on a sugar detox for one month. And that's great. That's like whatever you need to do a cold turkey, but the reality is at some point in your life, you're going to be faced with another cookie, with a piece of candy, with a cake, a wedding cake, or you go to an event, social occasion, whatever it might be, you're going to be faced with that. So you need to know how to handle the things that you can handle. And again, going back to the deprivation, anytime we deprive, it's always going to end up in a binge. It doesn't matter. You're going to overeat it at some point, sometime, If you always feel like you're restricting yourself on something, take bites and tastes, you know, getting yourself to a point where you've practiced this, that all I need is just a couple bites of something sweet. I don't need a whole thing doing this periodically throughout the week. It's called nutritional relief. We teach this in moderation 365, and it is something that is crucial to you know keeping the cravings at bay but also feeling as though you're not depriving yourself have a piece of dark chocolate after dinner it's okay just have a piece have it, have whatever sweet it is just have bites and tastes of it so that you're not feeling deprived but yet you're not overindulging have the thing and move on and it's okay not having the shame not having the guilt being okay with i'm going to i really want this thing i'm not stressed I'm not bored. I really do have a craving for this because it just really sounds good to me. And I'm in a good place mentally. I've had some mindfulness around it. And you know what? I'm going to have the cookie, have the cookie, have the piece of cake, and then move on from it. Don't beat yourself up because you've had it because you're trying to detox sugar. Really having given yourself some grace is crucial to the fact that food doesn't have to have control over us right we can trust ourselves around it you can trust yourself around sugar but it is a constant practice with specific tools that can help get you there now it's not really sometimes about what you're eating but sometimes it's about the how so some of us that may really be in a in a really dark place with this you might be you might need counseling you might need to really talk to somebody about this because it's not really a healthy place to be so isolated and really struggle with an eating disorder or something where it's causing you to maybe maybe potentially binging and purging. Um, but really the, the why behind why it is that you're eating it, if there is previous trauma or things in your life that you've never dealt with, you're going to continue to seek out food to fill those places. And I encourage you to reach out to somebody, somebody that you trust. If you need counseling, that you would reach out to somebody that would, would help guide you where you need to go. But we will never be able to fill that God-sized hole that we have. Uh, it is only with him that we can. And if there's other factors in your life that have really been damaging, your past has been been a struggle and there's things that you have faced in your life that no one else knows or just things you've never dealt with, and you always reach out for food, it's not going to get any better until you address those issues. So I encourage you to do that. Reach out. And if, if if you're a little bit past that and you just want some accountability, I would love to share with you the Moderation 365 way of life. I'm a Moderation 365 coach, and it is, a, it is a way to live where you're eating the same on Monday that you are on Saturday. There's never any change. You can be around food and feel comfortable and trust yourself and really understand the relationship that you have with food. It's really, it's really something that's automated and that it's easy and that you can do it 365 days a year. So I encourage you to come into our Facebook group, She Breaks Free. Would love to connect with you there. Drop your email there and get on the email list and uh, would love to to talk with you and um, hear your story. I hope you've been blessed by this today and find freedom in where you are